Hello, Adrian, and welcome to Portfolio Room podcast, where we explore the trends of private equity impacting today. I'm Glapis Malov, private equity for specialist and head of Benelux, and uh, I'm very excited to have you today. Adrian Visser, uh, CFO of uh, Tyson Bowen, a portfolio company of Cardinal Capital, and you had experience working for portfolio companies also of CVC and KKR. And today we are going to discuss the decline in private equity investments uh, within the construction sector. I think it's a very interesting topic for everyone today. Mm-hmm. So please, Adrian. Yeah, thank you for having me, Glab. My first podcast, so welcome. Welcome to the audience as well. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really honored to be on your podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to discussing uh, building and construction trends uh, with you uh, today, Club. So Perfect. take it away. So, so I mean, I, th- I think as probably we all see now that, and according to the latest S&P as well, global market intelligence mm-hmm. data, which correlates well with uh, private equity data as well, that number of, of private equity deals in the construction industry fell by more than 50%. Uh, what do you think are the reasons behind it? Yeah, uh, I think it's it's good to look into the the, the, the cyclical nature of building and construction lab mm-hmm. because I think that there are two reasons. Well, the the, the mm-hmm. economic situation, especially for building and construction, really turned around. Uh, let's say mm-hmm. last year, start of this year, where mm-hmm. um, I think building volumes, at least in the Netherlands, uh, if you look at housing, where my company specialized in the, 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 the mm-hmm. higher segment of the housing market, uh, I think it's uh, the business is minus, well, uh, a lot. And if you look at new uh, newly built homes in the Netherlands, I think mm-hmm. last quarter there was like 3,300 homes being built where the target was around 20,000 mm-hmm. or maybe 15,000. So, but uh, the... the, the yeah, uh, the, 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 the volume in building construction really dropped by a lot. Yeah. And that, that's one part. So the market is really uh, unfavorable for the coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, then also investing in not so well performing companies is, I yep. think, more difficult. And the other part was, uh, I think, uh, the previous year, uh, as building construction is this very cyclical business, yeah, company profits soared, and you pay a multiple over these these yeah, these these very high numbers. So if you want to buy a company in building construction or building materials, uh, yeah, uh, most uh, selling parties are really looking for a high multiple on the profit of the past three years, which was kind mm. high. So you just pay too much, and and uh, currently I don't think that the sellers are moving down the prices to the level the buyers are willing to to pay for a new company. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the the mismatch between uh, yeah the, the 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 prices people are willing to pay uh, based on yep. uh, on current performance versus the performance of previous years, and uh, this this needs to settle down, and then we might get a little bit step up in deals, but markets outlooks for a lot of companies in building and construction is unfavorable i'd say it, yeah it seems like when you know when the before recession everyone tried to invest into construction industry in that sense mm-hmm. and it was very popular but once the recession comes in you can see you know many companies filed bankruptcy in that sense so mm-hmm. it is a difficult industry for sure i, I worked and, in a very large construction company as well i started my career there yeah 
and uh, during uh, i don't know uh, 2006 mm-hmm. was okay between 2006 and 2013 uh, yeah. uh market also declined by 60 percent. so yeah. it's really cyclical either it's booming or it's it's uh yeah it's, it's downsizing really downsizing mm. cash management agree in that sense and what do you think you know specific trends would be uh and technological advancement advancements which are driving private equity interest in the construction sector well, i think the trends like you know if, if during yeah during during the you know cycles like what like everyone's can obviously knows that in 2008 as well that there was no point into investing uh into construction industry because again the market dropped <laughs> but it seems like everyone forgot about it and started doing it again mm-hmm. what do you think it drives them well, there, there was a lot of uh, technological advancement uh, lately mm-hmm. on uh, sustainability and uh, yep. energy transition. And I think these kind of companies are still investment worthy for uh, private mm-hmm. equity parties. If you're looking at uh, solar panels or yeah, other, other of these, these uh, transition companies bring us to, to a climate neutral future, a climate neutral housing, mm-hmm. those kind of companies who can provide something in these kinds of segments. Mm-hmm. These, these are, are really investment worthy uh, because they, they have a future for the coming 10, 15, 20 years at least. Uh, and we'll have growing business. For the regular construction business, yeah. Um, I think that the trend will be yeah, uh, downsizing and really taking care of your, yeah. your construction portfolio yeah. because, yeah, there's a real risk of bankruptcy uh, or, yeah. or uh, not being able to pay back the loans if you have a leveraged buyout of the company. The interest rate mm-hmm. source from 1% to 5 6 7% sometimes now if you have to refinance. Yep. So yeah, that, that can be an issue on the cash flow of a company, especially when you have a slash in of 50% in your turnover, so to say, and you have a high debt uh, to equity ratio and you have to pay four times more for the interest rate. Yeah, then your cash flow is really, really, really tight. And if it gets too tight, yep. then, then companies go bankrupt. So I think mm-hmm. that will be the two trends. Uh, so, so keeping your companies healthy and safe. And the other part is just invest in, in uh, climate neutral companies or companies who will or, uh, yeah, help uh, help uh, make the energy transition uh, mm-hmm. and, and in the building environment, so to say. Those are good. Will you be, mentioned Will be good investments. Uh, so very, very good investment uh, if you for the right price, of course, for uh, yeah for the for private equity. If you get it. Yes cheap in that sense and then you can make a good exit after yeah, the you recession. can have a real buy and build strategy and if you, yeah. if you uh, take a look uh, for instance solar panels there's, mm-hmm. there's uh, lots of room to grow in the netherlands we were more or less saturated but if you look to germany or in other countries uh, they have a long way to go so loads mm-hmm. of sales there for instance or future sales yep future opportunities but don't you think though like don't you think the topic, by the way, you mentioned about, you know, ESG in that environmental sustainability, mm-hmm. in that sense, do you think that this topic as well in construction went a bit on the background? Because, you know, like yeah. everyone thinking about profit in the first point, I think. I, I think a construction industry is not really the industry that really by, by itself, by nature, really is looking to ESG. Yeah. But it's becoming more and more. And the legislation in the Netherlands uh, for larger companies, you have to have ESG. So yeah. my company embraces it. So we're looking at solar mm-hmm. panels, electrification of machinery, 
those kind of things. But but then also yep. if you we wanted to buy a new truck for the company, but it has a big crane on it, and uh, the crane only can run on diesel because the 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 the, the technology for the for the truck uh, crane companies is not that far yet, unfortunately for us, because we really wanted to have an electrified crane for the coming five to ten years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense that they're trying to implement mm-hmm. all the like legislation is yeah. getting stricter. They're trying to and, and for the larger and companies, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah, the, the the customers really demand ESG and, and high sustainability. Yep. So uh, yep. for the bigger companies, it's it's bread and butter. Yep. Yeah, because I guess their profit is already kind of big, and they're trying you know to tell them that guys need to be more sustainable yeah. in that sense yeah, to it's use it's the more sustainable sense materials. Is, but the, yeah. the, the smaller construction companies, they're really backwater. Mm-hmm. That's at least my my experience. Is is uh, they are very late adopters of uh, mm-hmm. climate uh, and ESG uh, measures, so to say. But the the, the yep. government really helps us and forces us the right direction. At least I think it's the right direction. And, and I think for our investor, you know, for the, our listeners as well, you know, for not mm-hmm. just CFOs but also investors, do you think in next two years, what do you think will be more interesting? Will it be more? construction services or building materials production in that sense because i mean construction services as we mentioned at the beginning is for sure more it's more vulnerable in that sense you know mm-hmm. uh, vulnerable in that sense to uh, cycles the p mm-hmm. cycles so. but but the, the the building supplies as well because if the, the demand falls which is really happening this year then also mm-hmm. you, your price levels uh, are really uh, will go down so your profit will go down mm-hmm. uh, your volumes will go down so again, I, I would not really focus on these two kinds of, of uh, split, but more like into if you're mm-hmm. really looking at the energy transition, if you have a company which is related to the energy mm-hmm. transition, then your turnover is more or less guaranteed if you have a successful uh, company to grow. Mm-hmm. And for the other companies, it's it's a cash management and most likely downsizing until mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the customers are really used again to to higher levels of interest rate and the economy is turning up again. Um, but sure. for building and construction, it's foreseen in the Netherlands at least, no improvement till 2026. So yep. three more years I, of, I, uh, of hard time marginal performance. Yeah, uh, market yeah. turmoil. Yeah. I, I think this applies as well to, I just was talking with some investors from the Dach region as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It also applies there. You know, many investors who are from Dach as well. They told me that const- and have investments in Benelux. They told me that construction mm-hmm. industries as well. You know, in the not in the it's at best essentially. So no, it's it's a it's a very exciting sector to work in because it's it's either you're, it's rather growing very steeply or yeah. declining very steeply. Exactly. So yeah, you can buy and build, and you can really focus on reorganization and downsizing. So um, both parts of the finance profession, you can really uh, excel in in building construction. That's what I also yeah. like in yeah. in the sector, so to say. It's really challenging. Which I mean, which is yeah, which is I guess that's why you know it's in that's private equity like it in that sense because they yeah. like the risks. Obviously, they like the high returns. And high risk, what do you think, by the way? High rewards, yeah, 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 because especially you know they show, and it's 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 real in that sense that some returns, let's say, some companies which are listed publicly listed and you know construction and manufacturing, they went down a lot. But where there's P market, right, because it's not listed, so therefore it's not as fluctuate in a sense from the investors outside. So it kind mm-hmm. of keeps the price still. 
which is, yeah, I guess that's why they like it. And what do you think is the impact of economical cycles on private equity investments in construction? And how do, you know, uh, we kind of covered it already, but just a bit more, how do investors mm -hmm. adapt to these fluctuations in the you know, construction industry? Yeah, I, I think that there's, there's three parts uh, in this, this equation for me. A, mm -hmm. that's the, the push part for private equity. They, there's a lot of money available still. And private equity just needs to invest. So they, they, they always will be looking to new opportunities. Mm -hmm. So there's always an inflow of new money uh, from private equity into the market, in the building construction market. Mm -hmm. That's one part. Um, the other part is, no, well, the, the economic part we, we talked about, minus 50% in, in residential uh, construction, so to say. So... Mm -hmm. That's, I think, about half of the, 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 the construction volume in the Netherlands. The other part is the utilities, mm -hmm. the roads, the, 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 yeah, and the, the public work, so to say. Um, but mm -hmm. for, the, for, the, for the residential areas, it's, it's uh, minus 50% uh, or more. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it's, it's not a good market to invest in. Mm -hmm. And you really have to look at, at companies who are really making a lot of money and have a very strong balance sheet. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the second part. Uh, the third part is uh, the interest rates. The interest rates hide. So if, if you want to do a leverage uh, buyout of management or leverage buying of, of the company, the interest rates really uh, cut in the profitability of the, of the companies. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think uh, also financial institutions are not so keen on granting loans to construction companies anymore. And if they do, they will be with, with very tight uh, banking uh, covenants, uh, so to say. So yeah, that's, that's a very challenging you know, market. Risky. Yeah, that's a risky and challenging market. So I, 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 if, if private equity really wants to invest in building and construction, well, again, look for the, the energy transition companies. Um, mm -hmm. The other companies uh, will be hard-pressed. Yeah. Yeah, we agree in that sense. And can you explain, uh, you know, the typical investment horizon for private equity investments in construction and how, how would it be different to other industries, yeah. let's say to retail or to software? Yeah, a little bit experience in that. Quadrum acquired Thuisenbau in 2022. So we were recently acquired and the, the, the time horizon of Quadrum is more or less indefinite because we're, we're mm -hmm. situated in an evergreen funds. Uh, so mm -hmm. they're basically saying we're trying to keep us. But uh, of course, if the, the price is right, we or the company mm -hmm. will be sold again uh, as, as usual. Mm -hmm. The other experiences I had in building and construction was between three to seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really also depending on the company. If you, if you have to do a new strategy and turn around and uh, really do a, a turnaround of management and, and profitability, then three years is a nice horizon. If it's, if it's longer uh, or if you buy it in mm -hmm. a dip, uh, then five to seven years might be a good time horizon to, uh, to uh, invest in a company. I see. That's so, my uh, experience, I guess... uh, but but I, I, maybe your experience is much greater than mine, uh, Gleb, uh, because yeah, I just work for a few companies and I, I see several deals uh, uh, in in private equity. But it's, it's more maybe your specialization I, than mine, actually. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, you I def you definitely know more in finance than me, and more in cycles and you know in investments. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, I hear things in the market, uh, mm -hmm. right? In the sense, because I have to talk with investors a lot. 
Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I remember we had this well conversation with one uh, bee house, which invests a lot into extra construction industry. And they've said a you know, very similar point to you, as you have said that uh, essentially what bee houses, you know, obviously everyone saw the lesson of property crisis in 2008, right? Mm -hmm. And as you said, they use, they always try to, when they buy the company at the dip, like now, basically mm -hmm. essentially the recession, they always know that, you know, it becomes profitable once the, you know, we go up again, it'll mm -hmm. be normal market, no recession. The key here is, I guess, to exit in the right moment, you know, not yes. because, not to, not to run towards the high profits because, mm -hmm. you know, with construction thing you you always think like okay one more one more year it's fine yeah. one more year but essentially you might be <laughs> exactly <late. laughs> exactly right as, yeah. in, as in 2008 it, it, you, essentially you just might be late even like by a month you might be late and, mm -hmm. and done so yeah i think yeah in that sense i totally agree with you and this is more you know we covered about construction today you know we, we explained a lot more from, you know, because you worked with, obviously, with Quadrum, with KKR, with CVC. Mm -hmm. So you clearly have a lot of product experience with big and mid-cap P houses. Mm -hmm. What would you say, you know, your, I think this will be an interesting question for all the people who finance, people who want to proceed carrying private equity, especially who are either finance directors now or mm -hmm. just started a new CFO position. What would you say are the most important things to do in your first hundred days when you join a portfolio company of a private equity house? Yeah, I think the most important is to build up your relationship with the private equity party. If you're new, mm -hmm. if you're uh, a private equity related finance director or CFO, then of yep. course you, you have this relationship already established. The second part is really looking at your finance department and really build it up in the first 100 days. Mm -hmm. So you actually have the execution power to make the changes and drive the changes in the portfolio company and help increase the, the, the profitability and uh, support the buy and build strategy uh, or uh, mm -hmm. the, the sales and the exit strategy of the private equity party because finance is heavily related in the buying and the building, but also in the exit scenario. Uh, with, mm -hmm. with uh, cash pushes and uh, and uh, um, yeah, really really focusing on on performance, so to say, and, and growing the company. And the third part was uh, my personal experience is get your reporting right mm -hmm. because private equity trusts you yeah. as a finance director or CFO, but you have to show the performance of the company. And if your your figures are not clear, if your reports are not clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mistrust can really be between you and, and the private equity party. And basically, they employ you. So um, better get your sh uh, your stuff together. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, and, yeah. I feel, and uh, I feel be, like... be able to, to show the, the, the financial results of the company. Uh, so they can yeah. uh, also, uh, yeah, gain trust in you, build trust, and uh, really... Uh, see where their, their company portfolio or your, their, their company is heading to uh, and uh, if it's meeting plan. So that's in the first 100 days, get your reporting straight, get your team straight and build a relationship with private equity. I, I feel like, you know, you especially when you said the part about that, you know, get the reporting to the right standard. Yeah. I think that's the most, you know, important thing as well, because for so I heard so many times from the investors that, you know, they might have a CFO who, let's say, wasn't from the private equity back or even mm -hmm. those who had experience with PBAC, but they can't just get it to the right P standard for the investors to see it properly, you know, to, because essentially once you, 
as you as you said correctly that once if you do good financial reports then it shows as well that you're very transparent so that therefore yes. you you know you show mm-hmm. your trust to people yep. so that so yep agree so adrian you know i i knew that this discussion is, is going to be very good i really Thanks. enjoyed our conversation today mm-hmm. i want to thank you not just for me but i think from the whole audience who watched this episode for your wisdom and lessons because you already achieved so much and but mm-hmm. but on the other hand you just started to be honest you know because you have so many experience to go through still and i just really want to again to thank you for stopping by today at portfolio room podcast and i'm sure we'll speak again with you for another interesting uh, topic as well so thank you very so much that. thank you for having me and audience uh, and club as well have a very good day thank you very much for having thank you adrian me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.